Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name's Thomas. Uh, my name's Steve. And I'm Harvey. The man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping it. Okay, man, do I. I thought he was that. stopping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's staying in. That's, yeah, that's staying cool. in. Welcome back, everyone, to another uh, Do the Right Film episode. We're going to be talking about Men in Black International. Uh, this is uh, directed by uh, F. Gary Gray. Fuck our, Gary our, Gray. Our, our boy. <laughs> what, a, what a name. Um, and we're also... Uh, so it's starring uh, Chris Hemsworth, Tess Thompson, Kamal Nanjani, and uh, some other people. Liam Neeson, the guy who hates black people. <laughs> <laughs> As he is henceforth known. <laughs> poor guy. Uh, I'll say poor guy. I mean, I do feel bad he's for trying him. To stab, <laughs> he's trying to beat up black people. I know, but like... He he said it in a manner of like in in a like like I was an idiot for thinking that like like I don't know he still I, thought it I, Tom, I, Thomas I agree. the apologist I agree but there's also like ex neo Nazis that do TED talks and we like like give them applause for coming out of that I mean I don't <laughs> I do I mean it it takes a lot to know when you're wrong you know some people just live that way forever uh, poor guy. <laughs> But yeah, he should have kept his mouth shut. I just if I was that famous, I just wouldn't. I would have said, said shit. Yeah, <laughs> just internalize it. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, like, yeah, a, I'm a piece of shit. But anyways, uh, yeah, we we're also uh, coming off the cuffs of a video that was just uploaded uh, this morning. So head over to our YouTube channel. We have Do the Right Film on YouTube, and it's on our Facebook as well. You can find Do the Right Film on Facebook and check that video out. It's uh some films streaming right now, uh, and uh, you can check those out. I think we have two on Amazon, two on Netflix, and we feel strongly about these films. And I hope you watch them. Um, other than that, Steve, how was your week, man? Uh, Steve needs to get in on the next video, too, by the way. Yeah, I've, yeah. my presence have been sorely lacking. I've just been busy I've during been the weekends. I've been in all of them, so maybe like I just don't be in the next one. Uh, no, you can be in it. Uh, I think we all should be in it. Uh, yeah, I've just been busy on the weekends on you know these shoots and stuff like this past weekend. Uh, uh, my company threw another uh, uh, music festival thing, and yeah, I went to one of those things. It's it's it's, it's crazy, right? It's, it's a lot of people. Fucking DJ was on the same beat for fifteen minutes. <laughs> I was ready to leave. <laughs> uh, same. I don't think it was the same thing last night. Uh, last night was insane. That was it was a lot of the crowd was pretty intense. Uh, but all in all, I think it's a very successful uh, venture, and uh, you know, I think it's only going to get better year after year. Did those uh, did were there like big cameras at the party? What do you mean? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I was managing all the cameras. Well, no, I, I don't mean like uh, film cameras. I mean like uh, mm-hmm. like those social camera things. You know what I'm talking what about? Is that? Like drones? Mind. Not necessarily drones, but uh, there's like a Skynet. <laughs> Skynet. <laughs> Uh, there's like companies that make uh, cameras for like parties like that. that Interesting. That like uh, at social events and. Do you stuff. mean like like photo booths? Well, yeah, they do like photo booths. Oh, but they also do like other no. types of cameras too. We don't we don't do any of that stuff. We we right. shoot our own stuff, our own uh, content. Gotcha. We have humans. We don't we don't believe that robots are capable of creating art yet. Vote Andrew Yang 2020. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the platform you're on? Talking about robots. Uh, yeah, uh, no, all, it was a good week, man. Uh, did we talk about E3 last last episode? I have no idea. No, I don't think so, because we're not a video game podcast. Yeah, but anyway, uh, well, it's it's happened. Uh, big news, the, the world of video games and uh, 
and uh, and cinema have finally combined. We have uh, Kojima's next game starring Guillermo del Toro, Nicholas Winding Rife. Like, there's a b- bunch of people in there. There's a bunch of motherfuckers in that. Wait, Guillermo del Toro's Gil- a character? In, yeah. yeah. He's a character. It's, and... and- yeah, Nicholas Winding yeah. Ren is in it as well. Yeah, Norman Reedus. I thought, I thought he Mads, Mads Mickelson's in it. That French actor, so I forget her name. Uh, I forget so- well. Savoy or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Sophie something. Yeah. yeah, dude, there's so much fucking actors in that game. It's uh, clear they do. Yeah, and uh, so weird to me. I, I can't wait to play it. It's it's basically a movie. It's yeah, not it's a got game a legitimate to me. cast in it. It's crazy. Yeah, this is just gonna be a movie. And then finally, uh, Cyber Cyberpunk 2077 has our boy Keanu in it. Very exciting stuff. It's happened. We have we have finally combined. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm down for it now because I'm a gamer now. Uh, yeah, I heard. But, I heard that's. I, th- I think we could jump to you now and how was your week? Because I heard you're a big, big gamer and uh, you got a you got a new console and you're doing a lot of fun stuff on that end. Oh yeah, I bought a PS4. This is what I do. I like. I'm never a sucker that pays six hundred dollars for a new console. I just go through a phase where I don't play video games, and it lasts at least four years throughout the console's lifespan. <laughs> and then at the, the very end, the like very the, end, the final two years or whatever of the the console's lifespan, I pick one up for a couple hundred bucks, and I I enjoy it. It has all the games on it. I don't need to wait for games. They're all cheap. Yeah, and they're all cheap. So I, I think I'm doing it right. You just game, you know, like twenty percent of the time. You're, you're gaming smarter. Yeah, man. No, I just go through phases where I get obsessed with things, and video games just creep in and out of my life like like a father that is kind of there. But not really. Yeah. Hey, hey, how's it but going? Ha- happy I birthday. Yeah. <laughs> what, how old are you, 25? I'm, I'm 30, 31, father. Oh, damn, it's been that long, huh? <laughs> um, <laughs> God. So I've been playing games and stuff, uh, a lot of RPGs and and. I would say it's detracting from my movie watching. I don't watch nearly as many movies recently. Because yeah, because the, now you're an ultimate gamer. Right. The games are like taking away your attention span and you can only yeah. you know, give so much time to a multimedia. Yeah, you're not a filthy casual like some of these people out there, man. You're 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 about this life, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. I only got the PS four because they're announcing a remake of one of my favorite games of all time. Nerd. Which is Final Fantasy 7. Um, I'm a gamer now. And I've just been trying to... <laughs> it's not like you're coming in terms with it. Like you're trying I also to have this, like, I have this okay. weird fantasy that um, yeah. I feel like I'm going to Japan in five months. And I think time is just going so slow. So I figure if I just sit inside and game for five months, I'll just like not go out, not spend money. I mean, and then, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's a way of living. I'm not. I'm not gonna judge it either way, man. <laughs> I still go out, all right. Different strokes for different I folks. I go out, all right. I've been riding these new scooters around Manhattan. Yeah, I heard that's a new thing too. Dude, Harvey, are you great. about this life? Are you about these this revel life? Uh, what life? The revel life, revel scooters. Yeah, man. Oh, uh, nah. Uh, <laughs> I like my feet. I yeah. mean, I walk. God, God yeah, gave, but, hey, God gave you feet. Use but, them. But what if you want to go from like here to like Prospect Park? You use your feet because God uh. gave you feet. I just hey, don't I know go to Prospect of, Park. I didn't know none of you motherfuckers are walking that far. You can take, uh, I mean. What if, what if you want to go to the Williamsburg but, and, but not be around hipsters on the L train? I take the this, M train. Yeah, this is a very specific what, case. What if you don't want to be around crackheads on the M train? <laughs> crackheads <laughs> on the M train? First of all, that's the A train, motherfucker. Yeah, I don't. A train's pretty bad, but I love it. <laughs> well, the A train runs at least, all right? I'll take 
ongoing service for fucking a few crackheads. Yeah, M train runs every yeah, day. Yeah, it's down half the year usually. Yeah, I don't know about that. It was. <laughs> it was down for like eight months. Um, but yeah, game and life, scooting, scooting around town on the Revel scooters are fun. It's cheap. You can go like anywhere in Brooklyn for like four bucks instead of taking an Uber for ten bucks. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not convinced. It's fun as fuck too. You could zip past traffic. Zip into traffic. Right, into traffic. <laughs> well, if you're in uh, a terrible motorcycle, if you're a filthy casual, I'm curious what their uh, what their insurance looks like. Like. Wh- I imagine it has to be like some very comprehensive and complicated uh, insurance policy. There's a lot of loopholes. I don't know. And I, I think a lot of it just ends up you paying the whole bill for it. Because like in California, they have like other, they have like the little scooters. Right, you the can bird. Ride. These are like mopeds basically, right? Yeah, you need a driver's license. Yeah, this, yeah. Um, strange. I'm not too worried about it. I What I still can't figure out is how they charge them. They're not like solar powered or anything. I was going to say that. Do you think they hire this one dude? And he they just must, goes around dude, Brooklyn and he's like charging the fucking things. He like, must like swap the. So they must have a team of people swapping batteries overnight or something. I guess so. Because they don't yeah. operate between 12 and 5 a.m. Do you think this is the future of transportation? This we all just. Of, uh, we just all ride around scooters all day? No. Yeah, it'd be like Vietnam, <laughs> man. Sick. God, I was like, God, no. <laughs> be like fucking Bangladesh. Mm. All right. Uh, Harvey, how was your week? Uh, Anything well, exciting? Not as exciting as riding scooters. Um, well, you know, it's get approved in minutes. Nah, I've just been taking really long walks, you know. Um, really long walks. I feel like I've said that like got, the last three times. Yeah. I've been walking a lot, to be honest. Um, been, uh, Were you not walking before? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, but uh, I was also like cooped up in an office for like eight eight hours a day. So um, I, I sort of substitute that time now with just uh, walking and uh, sitting in parks. You walk you sound like, a day. You sound like an old retiree. Like, it's just like, that's what you do. You f- go to the park. You, like, Stay feed healthy. the birds. I, that's kind of what I am. I'm an old retired white man. I just sit in the park and I eat granola. And you're, like, sitting there. You, like, try, you talk to random eat people that granola. sits next <laughs> next to people. It's just like, it's like oh, this is a nice day, right? And the guy's just I like, I don't, I don't want to talk, talk to you right now. I do admire the, the, the birds and the and the squirrels, though. So, I'm, I'm nice really time. happy that you, you've made it to this point. You retired before all of us. Yeah, you made it. I don't know if I made anything, but... Uh, Damn, retired yeah, it before before your fucking 30s. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. All right. We all we, have the ability to do it. We we all, we all could live this lifestyle if we wanted to. Yeah, you're right, you're right. All right, cool. Let's uh, let's talk some movies then. Um, I, I have this weird feeling that I lost the game. Yeah, you did. To Steve? Yeah, you did. Made me watch a movie. I've been ducking and dodging. Yeah, yeah. You, you did you? Remember, I said uh, when I play video games, I don't really watch a lot of movies. Did you skip this one? It's no, okay I, if you did. I watched it. <laughs> hey, got him. I mean, I wasn't really concerned. I'm a fucking law-abiding citizen. All right. Mm. All right. So Steve made me watch a movie. Please <laughs> uh, say it like that. <laughs> Force this slog down my throat. Fucking watch it. It's. <laughs> It's called uh, Inside Lewin Davis. For some reason, I thought you were going to say incest. <laughs> what? Inside, Inside Elwin Davis. That's a callback to the movie. Uh, so this is directed by uh, Joel and Ethan Cohen, the Cohen brothers. Um, 
It's starring Oscar Isaac, Carrie Mulligan, John Goodman, um, Justin Timberlake's in this, and Adam Driver's also in it too, which is uh, he's pretty good. Older, older space. So yeah, so the synopsis for this movie um, goes: A week in the life of a young singer as he navigates the Greenwich Village folk scene of 1961. Pretty vague synopsis about what this movie really is. I kind of uh, started watching like the first 10 minutes like years ago, and I just did not quite um, get a chance to really get into it. Not any fault of the movie. Um, But Tappy watched it, and she's been telling me to watch it too. Uh, She compared it pretty accurately. She was like, yeah, it's very... It's more of a comedic um, Manchester by the sea, almost. And, Interesting. Yeah, and like, you know how Manchester by the sea is like tragedy porn? I've never seen it. Oh, so you I haven't? No, oh, you should watch that. It's very similar. Um, this movie is kind of the same way. It's like one of those down-on-your-luck movies. Um, the character, Lewin Davis, which is Oscar Isaac, he is obviously not doing so well. He's not making a lot of money. He has nowhere to live. He's kind of stuck watching this cat. He loses the cat. <laughs> um, and there's these people in his life, especially like a... Is it an ex-wife? I don't remember. It's girlfriend. Gr- ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Played by uh, Carrie Mulligan, which is... Uh, her name's Jean. She's great. Yeah, she's great in this, but she's also... What a cold-hearted bitch. I mean, I don't know what he did to her exactly. <laughs> I mean, some some is implied, but like he is a very like disorganized, selfish, cynical guy. Get your shit together. But she is just rough. Like, yeah, you're a fucking asshole. You're a fucking piece of shit. Like, it's like, god damn, no wonder the guy's depressed. Um, he's kind of moving through his week. Uh, meeting these people uh, and trying to figure out what the fuck he's gonna do. He's just pretty much lost and he's an artist right right and it even goes into like um what how he feels about careerism in the 60s and like you know how some people are finding outlets of the music and into careers where they can just be happy maybe move out to the suburbs uh have a family and he's like that's for squares you know i don't want that and it it's he's obviously like caught in the middle of this transitional shift where people are fucking. It's the scene that the the party scene, the scene that it was before, is not the same as right, it once right. was. People yeah. want careers and shit now, so uh, he ends up uh, hitching a ride to Chicago with some friends that he meets through Adam Driver, or not friends. He just meets these people. <laughs> uh, one of those people is played by John Goodman. His name is Roland Turner. He's obviously a very large, uh, pretentious man who rides in the back seat and grumbles and snores and makes weird noises because of how out of shape he is. And he uh, he's a jazz musician, and there's a great scene where he's mocking Lewin Davis for being a folk singer, and he's like, "I've heard this shit before because I've actually been around like people who play jazz and stuff, and and how it pertains to like." If you play jazz, uh, instrumentally and technically, you are above the rest. It's just the way jazz is. It's one of the craziest things you could ever play on any instrument. And um, 
He's making fun of like the chords that they use. It's all the same and shit. And it, or it's like it's like G G or G G. He's just like uh, making fun of his friend who killed himself and just an insensitive asshole. And uh, everyone in this film has this weird like it's like this cold. It's just I think that's the best way to put it. Just everyone's cold in this yeah. film. Yeah, and it takes place during the winter time, and it's very cold. The color palette is like cold. Yeah. Mean, that whole fucking movie just made me just want to like wrap myself up in a blanket. It's right. insane. But there's something about Oscar Isaac's character that really, I don't know, you really feel bad for him a little bit, even though he's kind of an asshole. And he's just he's just down on his luck, and he's like, you know, he's just one of those ah oh, for fuck's sakes guys kind of guys. You know? Yeah. Uh, did you uh, did you find any like relatability to his like story or his struggle? To be like an artist, but yet also have to kind of do things you don't want to do because you want to make you have to make money basically to survive. It's like it's like I don't know. It's like the film. Yeah. The film has a lot of moments I which I which I love. Yeah, That's I, why I, I, I get I get some relatability there. Yeah. I mean, he, I'm not as much of an asshole about it as him, but like, oh no, yeah, he's you could just tell that he's just been doing it for such a long fucking right. time. Yeah, there's a like, scene where he's at a dinner party and they're like they make him play something and. One of the person starts singing along, and he gets really fucking mad. And he's like, "All right, I can't fucking do this. This is my. This is what I do for work, and I'm sitting here in front of you fucks doing it for free. Like this is, I don't know. Um, it's it's pretty rough, and there's a lot of small little moments in this. Um, <laughs> it's full of great moments. It it really is, and I applaud the Cohen brothers for restraining themselves." Because it doesn't exa- it feels like a Coen Brothers movie, kinda. Um, but I don't really peg them for emotion. Yeah, they. Uh, I feel like they tone down more of the. I mean, the characters, their their typical characters, they do kind of fill the worlds with exist. John Goodman, for yeah, sure, but. but like, but they're actually very toned down. Yeah, but like and just the arc their- around um, Oscar Isaac's character is very very toned down as well, and there's a lot of emotional moments. But they also will at times whip back with some Coen Brothers humor yeah. um, during a, a scene that you think might go emotional. Like, for instance, he's like, uh, he's telling his dad he's leaving. He plays a folk song that his dad really likes. His dad just sits there and the song finishes. And Oscar Isaac's just like expecting this like moment. And he just goes, wow, wow. Oscar Isaac says, wow. Because he just realized his dad had just shit himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's just shit like that. That, uh, And it's just kind of like a metaphor for his life. Like, he wanted something to go right there, but really just his dad shit, yeah, everything shit he, himself. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's it's it's, it's, just, it's light tragedy porn, not quite as rough as um, uh, Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. It, it does the job very well, um, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I consider, I consider this one of my favorites. I thought I thought it was going to be too cold for me, but it actually had a, a, enough humor in there to make me enjoy it. And I know people who watch this that don't like how I've heard people that don't like it as well. Yeah, that just don't like that. It's just like nothing seems to go right. And I don't know. I feel like that's sometimes a fucking arc. Uh, that's that's life. Sometimes you know you're gonna have a fucking shitty. It's like it takes place in a week of his life. Sometimes you're gonna have those weeks, or you're gonna have those like days where it's just like nothing seems to be going right. It's like well, not to mention this is 
the people with that perspective are probably people who have a pretty good life. But, you know, riding the train in New York City, you probably pass by 20 people on your commute to work that probably just every day sucks. Yeah. <laughs> every day fucking sucks. Yeah. A lot of them probably homeless, but... Uh, but there's also probably some people that aren't homeless that just have shit lives, and it's you know. Yeah, I don't know. I I just think it's so well done, and I think uh, no, it's very well done. The and cinematography is great. The color was a great choice for performances. The, of the film can't imagine this film being in any other color palette. Yeah. I, and I think it, one of, and it has like one of my favorite lines that always that stuck with me to this day when he's like talking to uh, uh, Carrie Mulling's character, and she, and she's like she's like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "You look tired." And he finally kind of breaks down. He says, "I'm tired." And then he's like expressing, "Just like I thought it was just like I needed rest, but it's it's more than that." Yeah, he's, he's talking like, about I'm his, really fucking tired. Yeah. Like he's like, "I'm fucking like," and you could tell that there's like pain in there. And like, I don't know, dude. This movie just I think hits so many like level hits so much nose for me that it, was, it, it works. It's, yeah, it hit, hit a bunch for me too, and uh, I really enjoyed it. I like I'm glad done. you finally yeah. fucking watched it. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Me and the Coen Brothers, we just like I just put off most of their movies. And they're like they're your your type of movies. Usually, I always yeah, like those fucking Thomas. Schoen I haven't movie. seen that uh, Hail Caesar movie. Yet, I haven't seen it either. I don't, nobody, nobody I know has seen it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd give it a four. It's a solid movie. Lit, slow burn, but it it keeps you uh, perked up enough to handle the depressing slowness of it. If that makes any sense. No. Yeah. Makes makes it all, all Well, you know. Thing. Other than that, just playing video games, so I don't have anything else. Thank God I lost the game. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go. I won't go next because I only watched half of a movie. And Jesus I Christ. It. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Harvey, did you hear this? Sorry, I've been busy with work. I heard it. <laughs> How does it make you feel? Um, like his credentials are I ain't surprised. <laughs> he ain't surprised. Hey, man. I work over 50 hours a week. Come eh, at me. Eh. I mean, so does the rest of America, all right? Relax. Yeah. How much movies have they watched? <laughs> Probably one or Mo- two. Yeah, not even, dude. You know for a fact an average American household, they're lucky. You know how much people I walk yeah, by every day? Yeah, they watch four episodes of TV a night, so I mean, they, oh, can that's they have the time to watch them. Nah, man. You need, I need time to work out. I need time to go to sleep. Look, man. I need well, time to... Uh, what did you do all day? Today? Yeah. I went to go see uh, Men in Black. Five. I would... The, well, the rebirth. All right. Well, afterbirth. The afterbirth. <laughs> well, I guess Harvey. Uh, <laughs> Harvey, what a. Uh, I watched the one. Men in Black, Stillborn. Mm. Uh, what did What did you watch? I watched the one movie. It's uh, a lot. Well, compared to Steve. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> yeah, most of. It's a hundred percent more than Steve actually. Actually, no. It's. Hundred percent, all or nothing. All if you watch half a movie and I watch the whole movie, that's hundred yeah, percent more. Yeah, I guess so. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, I watched a lot of movies last week, so I figured. Yeah, I'd you went hard last week. I figured I'd slow down this you, week. Did you? I don't remember what happened. last I mean, it was week. good because we didn't have a topic last yeah. week, and he filled the time. I watched like three movies in theater last week. Uh, I watched Truth or Dare. Oh no! Yeah, Truth or Dare. <laughs> God damn right, it. Well, I'll, be, I'll be back, guys. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna go out and grab a espresso. All right. you, you just keep talking, all right? It is a uh, Blumhouse production, and they typically make horror movies. And this is a horror. It's directed by Jeff Wadlow. Um, I don't know if y'all are familiar with Jeff Wadlow. Hold up, hold, 
Wadlow. 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 Jeff Wadlow has made some shit. Like shit or shit. Yeah, why, why are you saying made, like shit? Like it's like, yo, he's made some shit. He he made uh, Cry Wolf. Y'all remember Cry Wolf? Yeah, I remember uh, that. Never Back Now. Oh, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, fucking fighting people and shit. He made um, the true memoirs of an, an international assassin. The fuck? With uh, Kevin James or Kevin James was a spy. He made uh, Kick-Ass 2. I thought you said like Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass the movie. Kick-Ass 2. Um, yeah, Jeff Dude, this Wadlow. guy has made shit. He he doesn't have a good track record. Uh, a harmless game of truth to dare among friends turns deadly when someone or something begins to punish those who tell a lie or refuse to dare. Uh, truth to dare stars Lucy Hale, Tyler Posey, um, Violet Bean, uh, several people that I've never seen before. Um, there aren't really any uh, recognizable faces for the most part, but um, it's a nice, young, and uh, vibrant cast, I suppose. Um Olivia Barron is uh, the main character played by Lucy Hale. She is a very uh, selfless person, uh, but for some reason she's befriended a bunch of heathens. A bunch of heathens, for the most part. Spe- specifically, her best friend. Her best friend's Marky. And uh, Marky, the movie begins with Marky trying to get Olivia to come to Mexico with them. It's their last vacation together, their last spring break together before they graduate college. Olivia is very reluctant. She does not want to go. She is planning to work for Habitat for Humanity for the summer. And Mark is like, uh, no, it's not going to happen. And in fact, I called Habitat of Humanity and I told him that you weren't going, that you changed your mind. And Olivia is... Not Pissed? nearly as no. She's not nearly as upset as she should be. <laughs> if someone told me that they like canceled my personal plans on behalf of me, like it, it what? For some, she just agrees to go to Mexico. It's very silly. She's like, just but, wait, just wait, just wait. Oh, let's reenact this. You're, you're, what's her face telling me that that I, I no longer get to go to Habitat for Humanity. Uh, uh, actually, you're you're free this summer because I called and I told them that you can't come. Oh okay, it, it went kind of <laughs> like that. She actually yeah. didn't. <laughs> like, she actually just said like, "I can't believe you've done that." And then, and then five minutes later, they're packing I their guess. car. Yeah, they pack guess. the car and they all go to Mexico. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, they spend quite a bit of time in, in Mexico, and on their last night, they decide that they want to do something crazy. Um, Olivia once again makes a foolish decision. She meets this guy. This guy named. He says his name is uh, Carter or something like that. Um, yeah, his name is Carter. And Carter is alone somehow, drinking alone at a bar in Mexico. And she decides to befriend him for some reason. And he takes them to this remote uh, church. It's like a chapel in the middle of nowhere in Mexico. And they agree to go. They follow him. Um, it's a very creepy, uh, abandoned church. And everyone isn't nearly as freaked out as they should be because they don't know this guy at all. Uh, she's the only one that has really even uh, talked to him. And he gets them to play Truth or Dare. Um, as you can maybe have seen in the trailer, uh, soon after playing that, or actually within the game, they ask him why or what are, what are his intentions toward Olivia. They think it's like a romantic thing, and he's like, I just needed someone uh, gullible enough to come up here so that I can try to uh, displace this curse from me to you. And 
Yeah, and that's when the curse begins. It it begins to haunt them individually, uh, and uh, in uh, in order in order of their uh, turns in the game, and it forces them to pick truth or dare, and it possesses a person, and um, it, it it gives them a, a a dare to do, or it offers them a a chance to tell the truth about something deeply personal and probably very. Um, very um conflict conflicting um this movie i think first of all it has this very distinct style in terms of uh in terms of color palette and in terms of cinematography and it reminds me a lot of the other movies that i've seen by this director specifically uh never back down and kick-ass 2 and they just two of those two movies look horrible to me and this (laughs) one is no uh no exception it I, I can't explain it but it looks like a fucking commercial it looks like a it looks like a i don't know like a um like an allergy an allergy medicine commercial the 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 colors are just really vivid and and, and saturated and it 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 looks ridiculous um the the decisions um that sort of govern the the story and the progression are simply made uh uh based on the stupid decisions of the of the of the characters they make these horrible decisions that lead them into danger and it it ends up placing them in this, in this ridiculous plot where they have to somehow escape this uh demon that's haunting them and forcing them to play a fucking game of truth or dare um the the characters are incredibly stupid and and dislikable um if you're going to threaten uh the audience with the imminent death of of characters on screen i think there should be some there should, there should be some attachment to the characters otherwise why do i give a shit all these people are very unlikable and there's nothing really uh at stake for me or for or for the people in in, in this in this movie because I, I i want them all to die because they're just horrible <laughs> horrible characters and horrible people um so i think in terms of writing as well this is just so poorly done um it's cliche in every way it 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 does the same thing that i've seen in every other uh shitty b-horror movie and and um it provides no significant scares in any way aside from uh like turning jump scares and um has blumhouse just become like just be more b-movie like Blumhouse like is always that, but like it's to the point now where it's like it's like it's not even like fun. It's like they're just pumping this shit out where it's like right, you can tell a movie like this was not made with any artistic vision. You I mean, know, like I, I was listening to an interview with this guy and he's just like fucking uh, the man himself, Jason Blumhouse. Blum, yeah. And he's just like talking about. I was like, yeah, we have some great. Pro-. He sounded like a salesperson. He was like, yeah, we got some <laughs> great exactly properties lined out. You know, it's gonna really hit. Like, and I was just sitting like, what the fuck? He's like. <laughs> where's the passion it's, it's like gone dude it's, i'm telling you it's i remember like i don't say remember but just fuck, imagine man. being rich man just i mean rich, right? to be fair uh i think blumhouse has made its best movies in the last several years because yeah. everything else prior to that is complete shit well i'm just saying it, i don't know i just feel like i feel like there was like some promise there and then they just start cranking man, they just got lucky because they they, they took a they took a shot on a uh, Get Out and somehow got an, an Oscar for it. Yeah. I, they did. He did win an Oscar for that, right? For yeah. Best, you know, screenplay. Screenplay. Yeah. Best yeah. original screenplay. But 
yeah, other than that, there's been a lot of better. I think Happy Death Day, I didn't enjoy it very much, but I think it, it was at least entertaining to some degree. This was just no fun at all to watch. Um, the, the deaths aren't exciting. Uh, the the characters, like I said, are very, very dislikable and uninteresting and the, the completely stupid and frustrating. Um, the main character specifically, she's the most boring boring lead i've seen in a movie and like uh in a, like all year um it's very disappointing um i don't i don't think i have much more to say about this movie um it's just bad <laughs> it's real bad uh, yeah my, my girlfriend watched this and she uh she told me it's one of the worst things you've seen yeah it's it's not only just a terrible filmmaking it's also i think a poorly made film um it's offensive yeah, I would probably give it a maybe a one and a half. Ooh, you loved it. It's it's, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. Yeah, sounds rough. You know, someone's got to do the Lord's work, Harvey. You will be appreciated one day. Well, I accidentally paid for a month of a uh, Cinemax on Amazon Prime, <laughs> so I was just going through the movies. Oh, accidentally? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I, oh, I did a trial. Oh, and I forgot, you forgot to cancel it. To cancel <laughs> it? Yeah, that yeah. shit. I have it to me. It happened to me twice. I did it with now, CBS. Now, what well. I do when I do free trials is set reminders on my phone. Yeah, I usually do that, but I was like, I'm not gonna forget because I'm lazy. But I, I forgot. <laughs> Got them. That's literally how they make their money. Yeah, they're betting on it. It's like people who don't use the gym, you know? Yeah. All right, cool. Steve, do you want to give a preview of what you might talk about next week? No, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it. Star is Born? You, you, no. uh, well, was it Star is Born? Because no. it's on HBO? Because no. last night you said, or today you said you wanted to get a guitar. So I was like putting two and two together. What are you fucking detective over there? You're yeah. sitting there, you're like just at home, just like, hmm. Am I right? No, it wasn't that. All right, all right. Look at you! You're over there, like, like fucking putting two and two together, trying to figure shit out. It's on HBO though, so you should really check it out. You know what I rewatched? Would you rewatch uh, Big Trouble in Little China? Oh yeah, Hold up. I haven't. Yeah, I haven't seen it since probably high school or some shit, or maybe early college. But what's her control? Kim Cattrall. Kim Cattrall, yeah. she's in there, right? I thought it was gonna like. I, I didn't think it would hold up, but it's actually still very good. It's very funny. It sounds like a good movie. Shout out to John Carpenter. R.O.P. Alright. Wait, he's dead, right? I, think I don't think so. I think he died, like... I'm pretty sure he died, like... Serious, John Carpenter dead? <laughs> Somebody fucking yelling at my phone. Siri. It doesn't say died on IMDb. I think he's still alive, dude. <laughs> I think... Uh, R.I.P. I was like, is he dead? <laughs> oh, shit. I don't think he's dead. <laughs> That's a shame. I was hoping he'd... Damn! Why did I think he was dead? Who, who died? Someone died. Chuck know. Berry? No, what Chuck the fuck? Berry. They don't. They're not even remotely similar. I know, but I forgot he died. Yeah, I was looking at some of the pictures from Big Trouble in Little China. Like, yeah, it has some really good uh, practical effects. So stupid. Yeah, John Carpenter's practical effects, man. Yeah, great shit. Um. All right, cool. Well, in that case, uh, let's let's talk nostalgia let's let's get into uh men in black international let's take a listen to a clip agent m we may have a problem in london hey. 
What a clip, right? Right, Steve? Honestly, it's the best clip yet. All right, good. I like this energy going into Men in Black International. This is uh, directed by F. Gary Gray. Word of advice, F, Mr. F, don't put an initial at the beginning of your your name. What if it's like like not a good first name? It do, or it doesn't sound like a director's name. Um, I don't know. Just get rid of it. Just call yourself Gary Gray. Um, you have a point. Well, that's <laughs> his director name. I know. It's, I want it gone. Doesn't he kind of look like Chance the Rapper in this photo? F. Gary Gray. <laughs> that's like uh it looks like from friday <laughs> oh yeah a little bit that's from the grocery store scene <laughs> all right so this is starring uh chris hemsworth uh tessa thompson bless her and uh kamal nanjani plays a little creature we also have uh liam Pawnee. neeson Pawnee. Pawnee, yeah liam neeson is uh, another main character rebecca ferguson kind of unnoticeable did not recognize her. And the synopsis for this one uh, is the men in black have always protected the earth from the scum of the universe. In this new adventure, they tackle their biggest threat to date, a mole in the men in black organization. Uh, huh. Okay. That's an interesting synopsis. What <laughs> What did you guys think of this uh, this new installment? Or It's a movie. Okay, in the Men in Black franchise. Yes, it's, it's a the movie. Men in Black cinematic universe. Yeah, Can I explain uh, the story? Yeah, well, real quick, I noticed on their poster, it's very inaccurate. You know a little pug that they have in the whole, like, franchise? Yeah. He, he's in the poster, but we only, like, you don't see him throughout the movie. for 15 seconds. It's like 15 seconds, not even. Yeah, not even 15 seconds. Why the fuck is he getting on precious, precious Poster real estate. All uh, right, you guys can talk about it. You're obviously not a salesman. Yeah. Oh, is that is that? You gotta sell that nostalgia. That that's what. All right. Well. Yeah, all right, people love that fucking ta- dog. Talk talk about the movie story. All right. So Harvey's gonna break down this uh, ever expansive world to us. Uh yeah. So <laughs> start from the first one. Start no, from the first. No, don't, don't, please. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would go very well. Where, where I remember this, the first one. I don't remember any other ones. Where does this fit in the timeline? The timeline. Uh, I think it. Uh, it doesn't I, make it clear. That's for sure. Yeah, I think it expands throughout the timeline. I think it first begins in uh, 1996. We see uh, Tessa Thompson's character, Molly. Molly uh, witnesses her parents um, get neuralized. Is it called neuralized? I think so. Yeah, it's called neuralization. Is it? No, I'm just making this shit up, man. <laughs> yeah, I forget what it's called. But they get their memories wiped by the men in black. She is looking from her bedroom window. And so I suppose because of the distance, it doesn't really get her as well. And I was so always she, curious about that. It didn't make any sense to me. It didn't make a lot of sense to me either. She definitely saw the flash. So I'm, I don't know. I guess there was sort of a distance thing. Uh, there's, there's a lot of uh, like neuralization questions that I have. But uh, she doesn't get her memory wiped. And so she spends the next 20 or so years... Or is it 10 years? It's 20 years. 20 yeah, she, years. Yeah, she spends the next 20, 20 years of her life. Give or take, she says. Yeah, uh, looking for the men in black, looking for the men that that uh, that wiped her parents' memory. Um, for revenge, right? It's not necessarily for... Oh. We don't really understand why she wants to join the men in black. Uh, 
uh, I don't think that's really established. The motivations aren't entirely clear, but she does spend the next 20 years looking for the men in black. She is applying to all sorts of uh, military organizations, the FBI, CIA. And uh, there's this interesting scene where uh, he's like, uh, you got to pick which department. The FBI guy's like, you got to pick which department you want to uh, be in. And she like picks like a, she makes her own little box and checks. Uh, I don't know. She, she's like, I think you know what I want. I want the guys that are off the grid, the guys that deal with the, the people upstairs. Yeah, and it was like, a joke. It was a he's like funny accounting. joke. He's like accounting. But uh, finally, she does she does get in contact with it, uh, Men in Black, uh, and it's because she traces a an alien uh, ship signal that comes to Earth, and she discovers that uh, she discovers like a secret force field created by MIB, and she like witnesses an alien uh being uh taken into custody by mib and she follows them essentially and ends up at mib headquarters and from there she uh finesses her way into a position at the mib um and from there she is trained which we don't really see any any of that training at all it's uh it's sort of done with a really half-assed and very quick um um with, well, just with exposition, actually, but she takes an assignment in London, and that's where she meets Chris Hemsworth, and they they uh, stumble upon a a situation that appears to be of galactic proportions, and it's threatening Earth, and they have to somehow come together and figure out what is happening and save the world and possibly the universe. Um, there's a lot of other shit that happens too, but I think it may be more confusing for the purposes of this, uh, of this rundown. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Agent H. Whatever. I always thought, I always wondered about that too, because there's not that many letters in the alphabet. Yeah, so, so that's like... <laughs> <laughs> what if you have two that people? That bothered me too. What if you got two people named Harvey? Is well, one H two? Well, I mean, the dude in the the movie's H. So if you join Men in Black, it'd be a conflict. Yeah, Agent Agent G. They go by I'm your sure, last. I'm sure there's an Agent G too. Yeah, yeah. What, what about, about Gavin Gary? or Gary? Dude, I don't know. What the fuck? There's a huge flaw in the system. Yeah, I mean, it's fucking terrible. Oh, maybe they have enough recruits. They only have 26 people, and the rest are just like jockeys with no names. Yeah. Fuck, we really want to hire this 27th guy, but <laughs> <laughs> he's great. His resume is fantastic. Might, we might have to kill someone off just to fit this guy in. <laughs> like, Are you sure we have an Agent Z? Yeah, we do. Oh, fuck. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. This movie has... Uh, it has... I think it presents some interesting things. I think... Uh, I, I suppose... Uh, really? Well... In terms of here's some interesting things, and that's it. Well, <laughs> I think in terms of it, I turn, I think in terms of this, this character, and I think the potential of this character, um, that was one of the things in the trailer that I thought was kind of interesting. A person that does that does find out about MIB and that does track them down on their own, and I think that character would obviously have to be very smart and very resourceful, but. Um, yeah, it doesn't follow up on on, on uh, much yeah, of that in terms it, of it just, in this terms shit of happens like so quick. Everything happens within every important moment happens in five minutes. I'm very upset because they didn't have the one thing that 
they should have in these films, which is a Will mont, a, yeah, Will Smith or a montage. They didn't have a montage of her training. It's just like wearing less weird, clothing. Yeah, that's right, what right, I was this, confused about when I was talking about the training. Yeah, there was wasn't like, a really montage uh, montage of her training. You have no idea how she learned the things. She, she yeah, she just like just no, went in like no growth shown. It's fast forward to everything. It's like just. Um, it felt like she got hired that day. She put on the uniform. She's she like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you. Uh, I'm gonna send yeah. you to London real quick. Uh, yeah, the, the 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 time was handled very very poorly. Yeah, there was like an interrogation scene, and like they're like, all right, you're hired. I mean. <laughs> no hesitation no nothing and no. the explanation or the, the the argument for her uh getting in, getting into mib was very lackluster oh, she was I like have no life. she just said i have no life and they were like all right Sick. yeah that's weird that kind of is a metaphor for the script yeah, yeah. So we, i want to see the guy who wrote this and said yeah that was fucking good i don't know maybe he did write a great story and they're like we gotta lose all of this. I don't I don't know. I think this franchise has never really been that intriguing to me. I don't know. Yeah, but what is this? I mean, this is like It's like it's like it is definitely I'll say this. For most people, it's something watchable. Most people could sit there and get something out of this. I didn't laugh once in this movie. No. Uh no. I think it's way better than what we watched last week of The Dark Phoenix. Hardly. Hardly. I think it's better. I think it's better because I because I, I was, And this is why I say that because it's a spectrum I didn't it's look at better. I, did, I didn't look at my phone. That's how I knew it was I looked, better. I, I looked I at my phone. I looked at my phone. I look at my phone more in this one. Really, that's crazy. And also, Tessa Thompson's way better to look at than Sophie Turner. But that's yeah. besides the point. Um, I think it was the familiarity or the nostalgia that probably made it more entertaining for you, or you felt that you have had more at stake. I suppose. I don't know. I just I didn't care either way. I was just kind of there. Like I was able to watch it. Uh, this probably won't be in my top five at the end of the year. It's probably. Uh, Probably. Yeah, this definitely won't. I don't know, man. It's oh, just um, like it's just so it's just so uninteresting. I just it, it's just so gimmick. It's like the the breakdancing alien guys. That was fucking weird. I don't understand why so that was weird. just like it was like fucking it was like the <laughs> most like ninety it was the most nineties thing to put in your fucking movie. I mean like the director thought like, Oh, this would be cool, right? We get some dancers and, and they, they like that whole breakdancing scene didn't make any fucking sense to me. There's a lot of shit that and like, felt and like that in this movie. I like everything just felt like it didn't belong. Like it was like a like a film that was made or like they took ideas from a film that was like older. Maybe we might, maybe we might have to pick a fucking like art house film next week cuz I'm getting I have like a little bit of an epiphany. Not an epiphany, yeah, an but epiphany. like a wake up call. <laughs> I text you all oh, this summer's going to kill me. Dude. I so I saw this for the first time I utilized AMC's uh, Dolby Theater. You guys use that yet? Well, I don't think so. No. It's pretty cool. I imagine seeing a cooler movie would be I mean, fun. I mean, like like the seats vibrate and shit. Like it's a dual shock on your PS3 controller or PS4 controller. And um I probably just want to poop or something at one point. Mm, that's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, I, would, I don't know. I just instantly um, But like yeah, the audio's good. The screen has a little bit more contrast and so the blacks are, are more Blacker. pure. Um but, like, I walked out, and then I saw a sign for Dora the Explorer. I saw a sign for the Lion King. And then I, I looked to my left, and I saw Shaft was playing. And I was just like... Did you see the Sonic thing? No, no, I didn't see I went to AMC 34th Street for this. No. Um, and it just occurred to me that, like, I'm getting burnt out on it. Like, we, some someone's got to stop this shit. Someone's got to put an end to it. Someone has to put their foot down. 
I don't know if the people are going to get ex- exhausted like I am. Maybe the people not. being consumers. Yeah, but they they're the only ones that have the power to stop this. And you're just only one man. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Yeah, I need to rally these people up and fucking Dude, I'm exhausted. I can't do it anymore. I need to go back to seeing movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh not I kind of fucking I mean, know. I'm okay with a blockbuster every once in a while. I, no, I really not do, that they're blockbusters. It's, it's like just, it's just like, well, yeah, it's just these like paint by, you know, you know, it's just these cookie cutter fucking movies. That are just like like built off of old properties. It's just yeah, like it's, it's just it's, easy. The easy bet. It's killing me. It's killing me. With just like they put five writers in a room. It's just like okay, make this work. I can't be mad at the writers, man. They need to fucking make money. They pay their bills. Like but it's fuck. just it's just that they're amateurs grabbing at cash. And I don't know. Say what you want about Marvel, but I mean, I know when I watch Spider Man, I'm gonna have more fun. And it's just like. It's just quality. I'm not. I'm not excited to go see Spider Man, but I know that it's not going to feel like this. And if you're gonna fucking hack up and just keep like reviving these things, these fucking intellectual properties, make it as best as you can, like Marvel does. Like, yeah. just do as the best job you can. Otherwise, just don't make it because they're being made at too high of a frequency because they're not being, you know. They're not taking their time. They're not like this. This this movie is like a perfect example of like riding one on one. Like this is like they hit. You know, there's just moments in the beginning I of the film think that they just skipped a bunch of beats. Well, they they, they it's riding one on one in terms of like like someone's like sitting there's like all right, I'm gonna have this character do this, so you're gonna see this later on in the film. It's just like these like moments that are kind of like set up in the beginning. And, like, it was just really predictable. Like, I saw a lot of this shit coming. It was very, very predictable. I was just sitting there. I'm like, and it just gave no, there was no weight to anything. I didn't care about any of the yeah, characters. Yeah, I got up to I couldn't pee. care about, what's his face? Chris, Chris Hemsworth. One thing that I, one thing I also think was interesting was um, Chris Hemsworth's character was, he wasn't what you would expect. He was, he was charming and he was, like, funny and, like, uh, I don't know, like, pretty to look at. I suppose, but he was also like very inept. And then you have like this, uh, you have this like confusion. Like, why is he such a like a legendary MIB agent if he's so inept? I thought you were going to find something out, right? Well, yeah. yeah, I think you do find something out, but it doesn't explain it. Explain why. Yeah. I think that it was sort of like, uh, I think it was like definitely referential to, uh, to like the less capable man being, um, I suppose, like, considered a, like, a very effective the employee or, no, or, like, um, he was. I get what you're saying. Yeah, he was considered, like, a legendary MIB agent, but then you find out that he's not really who he is. Although, at the end of the movie, it, like, it, it's, it's, it completely ignores all of that. It ignores that he's, like, inept, and it ignores that he's stupid, and he's still. All I right. mean, ultimately rewarded. Yeah, I, w- I would say this. Despite all of this, yeah. it makes I w- no I w- sense. I would say, like, right, the first MIB, right? Will, Will Smith's character, he is, he's shown like everyone in MIB is a certain level of professionalism. Like, there's like a certain level that you have to hit, and Will Smith apparently at like first look wouldn't be that. He wouldn't be the person you were first hired, but he brought something different, which was like a different perspective. And that's what made it interesting. Like he wasn't. He was. He was just as smart. He was just. He just wasn't what they would expect because of how he well, looked on the outside. I just think Will Smith is 
made for roles like that. Like he knows how to bring it to life and make it. Yeah. Like, but even, I'm just, like say, I'm just saying, Aladdin, this is, he was the best part of Aladdin. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's. I don't think it's just him. I just thought it was like the writing. Just there was something there, there really with the writing, good. and like with this, it was just like let's just make Chris Chris Hemsworth. They just like oh, let's just make him like Thor. Let's make him the the butt of the joke. Like he's like the dumb guy, and it didn't make any sense because yeah. just like if this is supposed to be like. The like the most and prestigious. Tessa Thompson's character is just so socially awkward she, and dry. She's, she's bland and yeah, she brought nothing to it. But yeah, I didn't I didn't mind that they made Chris Hemsworth's character like kind of a doofus and kind of inept. But it, there was no there was no payoff at all. Exactly, and, and it didn't make no, any sense why. Like yeah. it just story wise, it just yeah. There poorly. wasn't like a. I know what you're saying. It's a the method to my madness effect. Yeah, I, like he might he might do something that like completely is like. Not by the books, but the reason he does is because yeah, the method to his madness it makes sense if you if you look at it. But he had no method; he just kind of breezed through the movie. Yeah, it just didn't. I just, um, it just didn't and make sense. There's also to just me. no like real explanation to why he was that way. Some there's and also some uh, forced feminism as well. Really? Are you a queen? Well, besides the fact that every woman are queens, no, I'm not a queen. It's just like, dude. Relax, guys. These men writing these fucking. It's, I think it's like it's legit. Just like <laughs> oh, a whole yeah. bunch of guys in a yeah, room like, thinking like this is this is good. Like right, we need to insert two uh, female empowering lines in the movie fucking to sell uh, the movie. Let's see. There was there was a couple in the movie that was just like I can't remember the second one. Oh, Jeff, that's really yeah, good. It, that's really it, good. It um, I, yeah, I think the best the best way to achieve that is to make a movie <laughs> yeah, to make a good character and i don't believe she was they, they completely try to respect her character by putting in bullshit like that but there's no respect to her character when it's done to her development or backstory it's just these uh i mean they, they didn't even bother to place in montages that, that showed her growth or showed yeah. her, her experiences it was just a, a, a bunch had of a, time skips the proper way to do is like curiosa no from like mad max Fury road yeah you have no idea who this character is and and uh when she is on screen it's very very dry she has no uh sort of personality at all um to shame. Just, it's just awkward i just I, I just don't get her whole arc in terms i just it's just so weird it's just like you know it's much the beginning she's like yeah i want to know what's out there but it's like but that cannot just be her only arc there's there has to be more there has to be if you're gonna focus if that's gonna be your lead then you really have to put a little bit more backstory, not rush her through just to get to the fucking action. You know, I don't know. This, uh, I just want to know how many chances do these writers get until they get, like, you know, the boot? Because both the guys who wrote this, the uh, Transformers, The Last Night, Sounds the, about the, right. the, the Punisher reboot. Sounds about right. Uh, that Alienation? God, I hope that's not what I think it is. Alienation? Don't know what that is. Oh, God. Um, okay. Well, that's just this. All right. It's just not promising, guys. <laughs> yeah. Fire these guys. Fire them. And the can you go? Oh, man. I don't, I don't know anybody that's even excited or wanted to see this. Like, I just don't think anybody wanted this. And one of the it, things that. Wait, what? I was just going to say, it's just, it's so ungood that it's not like un-good. bad. Yeah. It's like, it's so boringly not good like it's not laughably bad it's just but i wish it was because at least there'd be something to pick at you know yeah like this was just like i had no effect like i came yeah. out i was just i i went down i went to the theater sat down 
And then when it was over, I just kind of got up and just walked away. And I was just like, all right, well, that happened to me. There goes two hours of my life that I probably uh, yeah. I would like to say is a waste. Uh, at least, at least, no, man, this movie just... It's like, it's like, I don't want to say it's like the worst thing I've seen because I don't think it is. It's just no, like, just, just so fucking, fucking bland. Yeah. yeah. Bland is the only way I can say it. Which, what, what makes it worse? What's worse? A bland movie? What, what were we going to say like a while ago, Harvey? <laughs> or did you forget? Oh, um, um, I think, uh, w- one of the biggest things that I have with this and also with the MIB sequels in general, I think MIB is, the first one is a pretty good movie and I think it serves a purpose. It's like an introduction to the men in black and, and that universe, but every subsequent movie, it, it, it explores the the same things over and over again. And it's very limited in terms of scope and imagination. Uh, I think that it might be like the organization it could serve. It, it does serve as like a, like a window or like a gateway to like the universe for humanity and and also to the audience and when we're brought into that world i think we should see something unique and see something extraordinary every time and this they just squander all of that potential by by bullshitting around for two hours and showing us the same things over and over again um like some weird some weird aliens and and, uh some 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 anthropomorphic uh uh animals um but there's like a whole universe to explore, and and I don't think they have done a good job of really uh, bringing the audience to that universe, or or vice think, versa. And do you think Men in Black should go galactic? I think that yeah, I think that would be interesting. All right, uh, writers, imagine, get on it. Imagine Tessa Thompson like going off world or something, and I she mean, goes, is this her I mean, story? Is this the prequel to Thor? <laughs> <laughs> Is this I mean, what is this what it's alluding yeah. to? I mean, that on its own won't make won't make that this a better movie. But I think just in terms of uh, just thinking outside of the previous movies and and trying something different would have would have worked. I think what they're trying to do been I, exciting at least. Yeah, I think they're just trying to re re kind of reinvigorate the the, the franchise. They're like, all right, people remember Men in Black? Great, we're gonna have a new set of films. That's why it's not Men in Black Four. It's just Men in Black International. And I think they're gonna keep doing the the. They're just gonna keep adding little titles at the end of it, and it's gonna be the next one's gonna be Men in Black, Galactic, and then yeah. Men in Black in a black hole, Men in Black black hole, Men in Black, Star Dwarf Star. I don't fucking know. Dwarf Star. <laughs> but they're they're eventually just gonna. I feel like it's that's what it is. That's just gonna. We're just gonna keep getting these guys. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm not seeing it anymore. <laughs> um it's gonna be like the pirates of the Carib- caribbean yeah i mean if anything like these movies can be made for for atmosphere and for setting i think because like that men in black world is so interesting but that's also one of the things that you just completely fail at making just everything just so uninteresting and and silly it it, it doesn't work oh uh, well I was I was well currently uh I was working with uh my cousin and we were working on this little project together. We we're just trying to like practice our writing and you know, world building and stuff and you know, we're working on like a science fiction story and you know, within a small little galaxy and you know, we were thinking of concepts, ideas and the one thing I noticed that I want to hit upon was that I don't want I don't want it to be lush with different looking creatures because that's not interesting. 
the interesting thing is like the depth within those like species. You know, that's why it makes Star Trek so fucking amazing. It's like, it's like you, we get introduced to these new species, but they had fucking characters, they have culture, they have history, they have religion. Like, there's like things there. And with Men in Black, what it all is is just fucking set dressing. Like Final Fantasy, man. It's like, yeah. it's like 100%. It's I mean, all set dressing. And I think we might, like, we barely know anything about the aliens that they fought in this film. We know almost nothing. We like and that and that's the thing. Every creature we see, it's like almost like it's a. It's you're already numb to it. You're like, all right, I've already seen something ridiculous. We don't. It's I don't know. It's I think Men in Black One could have got away with it, but you know, as you expand these this world and this universe, I feel like it's something you should pay attention to. You know, put a little bit depth and you know. I don't fucking know. This is all set dressing. It's kind of no purpose. I agree for the most part. I mean. um I think uh, I think it is possible to make something good with uh, with like an atmosphere driven um, story. I suppose um, I've watched several things that aren't necessarily character focused. Like, but yeah, this um, this just ain't it. All right. Well, well, I feel like we're coming to an end, but I do have a quick question for you guys. Uh, Men in Black, where it's basically action adventure genre, kind of like an action film. Uh, where what genre would you want to see it? I want to see a Men in Black romantic comedy. What 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 genre? You know what this was? Was this was this was it? Did you get the Slight, vibe? Slightly, oh, I guess. I want I want a full on romance with aliens. Um, I want a potato dicer. Potato dicer for what? I was just thinking about Ash. how I hate cutting potatoes, and I would love um, a dicer. All right, Harvey. How about you? Do you want anything from this franchise or Amazon? Or Amazon. <laughs> That's what I'm assuming where Thomas is at right now. <laughs> He's like looking for a potato dicer on Amazon. I was thinking, like, what's the best way to make really fine potato dices for a <laughs> breakfast hash? So I don't have to cut them. I want a smeg blender. A smeg blender? What's See, that? This is 60 bucks, a little steep for me. I don't really. All right. Uh, you guys want to rate this movie? I give this one of one out of five. Uh, it really didn't do anything for me in particular. Uh, this this franchise should just fucking it. go back into hibernation. How dare you fucking come, tarnish. Come back the- when I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about that? I don't want to see When I die, you. that's in my will. I want call, call contact one of the, the, the guys running the show over there and tell them, like, you guys can make them again. What would you give Dark Phoenix? I give it a one. I just nothing. Nothing's good right now. It's just so fucking shallow. Uh, uh, listen. You gonna watch that movie? See, you fucking honestly, Steve. <laughs> if if you would have came to this podcast and said I watched The Star Is Born, but I didn't make it to the movies to see Men in Black, I wouldn't have been mad. I would have been. <laughs> Because at least I know you're doing something valuable. You're doing the Lord's work. You're doing something due good. Due diligence. You know, I know it's, you know, you're supposed to go see the movie, but like. Who said should. who said I didn't see the movie? Well, I meant like um, Men in Black. No, I mean, who didn't say I didn't see Star Wars Born? I got, I got my doubts, but I got my, I don't know, I'm not sure. Better check that HBO All right, uh, my rating is going to be like a one and a half, I guess. It's not like. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. It's somewhere between uh, zero and. Two, I don't know. <laughs> it's so boring that. Chill. What? What is that? Show me what you're showing, Harvey. I think I give it a two out of five. Um, two out of five. He loved it. It's a uh, movie of the year. 
It's a, it's a, it's not necessarily a disappointment, but yeah, it's not like I said. It's not like laughably bad, but it is. Uh, it, it's very Un-good. unextraordinary. It is uh, just another potato in the slicer. <laughs> it's a potato with no seasoning. Ugh. It's this is, this is white people potato salad. What? <laughs> I hate white people. Why are they gonna ruin it? Now everyone thinks I don't season my food, but I do. That's that's the struggle you have. That's your burden. Yeah, that's, that's your cross plight. you need that's to fight. My plight, man. Yeah, that's what you need to carry. It's like when white people generalize like Muslims off of you know certain things. You know, that's know. me. That's your that's your story. You should fucking. I know how it feels now. Fucking change dot org, man. You better start a petition. Look, man. If you grew up with like. A mom who cooked Italian food, they season their food. Not like we're, not like my mom was Becky from fucking Twin Cities, Minnesota. Twin Cities. It's like a very specific fucking bird. I was thinking somewhere where white people don't season their food. Uh, all right. So we we have to pick a movie for next week. I don't actually remember what it is, but I'm actually scared to look. Don't tell me if you do know. I think Chucky comes out next week. Oh, stop. Child's play. I just can't. It's still a franchise. It's still... I just... I don't know if I can do these anymore, dude. I'm, I mean, I'm flipping the fuck out. I'm going to have a fucking asthma attack or something. I think something. it'll be fun. Oh, shit. It's Toy Story 4. Toy Story 4. It's just... I mean... I know Toy Story is well made, but can we get something? Can we get something original? Nah, man. Fucking Tim Allen and Tom Hanks need their fucking paychecks, man. They need to make that money. I'm exhausted, man. I'm I'm Oscar Isaac. I'm fucking tired. (laughs) So fucking tired. (laughs) We got fucking Chucky or Toy Story 4. Or a movie called Anna, but... That's, That's the, the Luke, uh, Luke Besson movie. Dude, why does he do the same movie? You know yeah, what I'm saying? He it, does the it, same exact it, fucking movie. It's the same movie. thing as Lucy. It's the same thing as uh, Valerian. Femme Fatale. Uh, I mean, I Not like... Femme Nikita. The thing is, like, I, I like those films, but the thing is, like, he just keeps remaking the same you fucking the movie. trailer? Like, yeah. that was... Ex- that was pretty close to fucking uh, yeah. La Femme Nikita. Dude, same exact thing. When she goes in a restaurant, I was like... Yeah, to kill a dude. It's like the same fucking scene. I, I just think... I think La Femme Nikita was just so... It was good because like it played at a different angle. But this just like... I feel like you just make the same movie, man. I want I want something... Give me weird space space opera. Give me, give me that again. I like when he does that because I think he does a really good job at it. Like Fifth Element, fucking Valerian. I fucking think they were great. Not great. Valerian's not great. It's good. But this man needs to, uh, well, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. I think Toy Story 4 is my pick, but Harvey seems excited about Child's Play. I mean, I'm watching Child's Play regardless. I'm watching Gladiator. The remake? <laughs> Remaking that. Might as well. Might as well. We're remaking Might everything well else. fucking remake it. <laughs> Maybe we'll get a fucking Clockwork Orange remake and... Oh, have you seen the trailer for uh, Sleep, Doctor Sleep? Doctor Sleep. How do you feel about that? I didn't see it. I've seen it. Um, yeah, they just, just don't fucking let things die, huh? Just Kubrick exploitation, huh? Uh, I just feel like this is what brings him back to life. Like he's fucking crawling out. He's just like, no. <laughs> he melts. He's like ripping out of his coffin. He's like, not like this. I refuse. 
I refuse. He's like screaming at fucking producers. He like goes on the set of Transformers and starts yelling at everyone and like makes the movie incredible. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> everyone quits, but by the end there's a masterpiece. Uh all right. Well, something's gonna be watched. Uh what is this shit with Spider Man coming out on a Tuesday? Is this uh, a thing now? Yeah, because it's gonna, it's, it's literally they're gonna make so much. Oh my god, they're gonna make so much fucking money. So we just push them to Tuesday. The reason they're opening Tuesday is eventually because they're gonna push them back to Friday. Back to Friday. <laughs> no, this is the logic behind it. It's because that is Fourth of July, isn't it? When, when's it going? It's July second, Tuesday. Yeah, it's coming out Fourth of July weekend, and they're trying to jump ahead of like all the uh, because it, this movie's gonna be sold out. This movie's gonna be completely fucking sold out. Everyone's gonna go see it. So they're trying to get, you know, as much fucking theaters open for this movie. AMC going up on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's going to be intense. Uh, I have I have half that week off for work, so uh, <sighs> I, I'm i most likely going to go see it, even though I swore I won't watch another Disney movie. <sighs> Story of my fucking life. God damn it, Disney. Dude, I just don't know what we're going to do. I mean, we're... It's a long summer, Tarantino's guys. Tarantino's going to have to save us, because this is brutal. His movie gets banned. Um, he, the second trailer for his movie though looks incredible. You seen like not the first one, but the yeah, second one, like Charles the, Manson. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, dude. The that fucking the, end scene with the girl is just like that was the greatest I've ever seen. He just fucking nuts and tearing up. Yeah, it's so good. I think it's gonna be good, dude. <laughs> Brad Pitt's line of that shit is just like <laughs> when he's talking about accidentally killing someone. Yeah, that's called manslaughter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it looks really good. I'm actually, I'm, I, it's gonna like feel like. I already know it's gonna be good. Uh, it's gonna at feel, least it's baseline. gonna feel like you're just got done with the root canal. You're like free because all these movies feel like that. Goddamn. Uh, all right, cool. So we're gonna do our topic. It's Father's Day right now. We're recording on Father's Day. Have you? I've, I've said Happy Father's Days. Uh, yeah, I called my dad this morning. Um, did he recommend a movie for you to watch? Mm, he did recommend something to me. Not yesterday, but or today, but like a couple of days ago or something. Well, we're talking about just not father's movie. We're just talking about dad movies, like and we're, and what we mean by dad movies? There are movies that your dad probably showed you, and there and there there's like a reason why so many dads show this movie to their children. I think I feel like <laughs> I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like it's always, always, always. In like a few categories, there's always like a fucking. It's either a fucking western, right? It's always it's always it's either a fucking western. It's always an action movie. It's never like a deep thinking. It's never like a That's prerogative draw. For me, I've never gotten a prerogative draw. Every time, it's like it's always just like older guys just like. Oh, have you seen this war movie? <laughs> it's like yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. war movies a lot. Always a war movie. Yeah, and I mean nothing wrong with that. It's always, it's usually good. It's like I, think, I feel like I, feel I think like, a I feel lot like, of them come from two eras. They're 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 either movies their dad showed them or they're movies that came out right when they had you, and that was like or, them letting go of their their freedom and just like <laughs> that's deep. I was just saying like something they watch as a kid was like this show was great. Like our dad's out. movies are probably. The movies that they cite the most probably come out between eighty five and ninety five or something, like our generation. Um, and these, you know, some dads. This is not dad like universal. Like some dads won't know anything about this movie, but I think there's a large population of of dads who will like 
hold this movie dear to them and recommend it to their children and shit. So, my, my mine is always every fucking single time. Every time I walk by, every time I'm visiting, you seen yeah. this yet? It's always a fucking. It's always a western. Really? I didn't peg your dad a, for a western guy. Just, just a, I always, he has the same. He always sits the same way. He's just like, oh, this is Clint Eastwood. Oh, it was a good one. I remember when I went to the theaters to see this. <laughs> and it's always a fucking Clint Eastwood movie. And it's always a fucking Western. And I'm just like, he's like, yeah, I've seen it. Or it's, oh, it's, but it's, like, I remember he watched Appaloosa. That was like more of a modern one. He's like, have you seen this picture? Oh, man. I went to the theater to see it. And then, and then it's, but the classic line, his wife comes in the room and like, what are you talking about? You fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit. Uh, no, uh, it's it, but it's always a western for me. It's like either Clint Eastwood, or it's like on occasion. No, man, it's like I've never got any other recommendation for that. But then if I always hang out with someone else's dad, it's always like uh, like most uh, ex girlfriends. Every time I hang out with their dad, you know, white, for those dinners, dads. yeah, for those dinners, <laughs> had to point that out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I always go to those family dinners and they're sitting there, and it's just like they always have like. The, the mom's cooking or something and then it's just like he has, he has TV on and he's just like he puts on HBO he's like have you seen this? it's great yeah. and he's like you're like no not really and then you don't you don't want to watch it but he just like leaves it on just like looks at you it's just like it's like fuck I have to participate <laughs> so you're sitting there watching a two hour fucking war movie you're like alright I guess I'm doing this now I mean, my dad, I've seen some great stuff though like yeah, I'm not gonna lie I mean like, the movie that I regard as a dad movie is actually an incredible movie and it's one of the greatest movies to come out and that's why i think it's interesting but my dad specifically was that your pick just like like clint yeah, eastwood yeah, westerns? in general yeah my yeah. pick is always or at least yeah, for clint me eastwood westerns are lock for uh, like typical like dad movies. older yeah older guy movie uh and then always like some like war war film war drama well you know why that's because his dad showed him so those like, movies like, that's this? why i always that that look seen this because your your dad probably was was born right around the time Clint Eastwood started being big in westerns. Yeah, it's yeah, it's and definitely then, that when he first moved to this country. That was a kid. Yeah, your like, dad probably your dad probably grew up like what in the seventies. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it was. See, it's his dad. It's a dad movie <laughs> by by proxy of the next dad. But my dad always recommends war movies, but. He, my dad knows war movies that nobody's ever seen because he's like a war junkie and he reads like just books on books. But I didn't include those movies because that's more specific to my dad. But I think a dad movie, my dad definitely showed me this movie. And I think most dads, maybe not like southern dads, I don't know, maybe. I don't, I don't have a southern dad. I don't know. It's like to like grow up with a dad who lived in fucking. You know, Dick Wad, Tennessee, their whole lives. <laughs> <laughs> that was offensive. I'm sorry. Dick Wherever, fucking, Tennessee. you know, Johnson Town, Tennessee. Because uh, my dad's from New Jersey, born in Brooklyn, and uh, I've talked to other dads who are from the North too, and they always talk about Goodfellas as like a staple, of, you know, gangster movies, and the it was the it was like the last movie they saw before they had a kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it came out in 1990 you know like most of us were born in between 88 and like 91 92 um uh, and 
I don't know. It's just something about it. it. It's interesting because the movie holds up, so they can never get accused of like uh, saying, "Oh, d- Dad, that movie's corny. Uh, that movie doesn't hold up," or that's that's some like classic movie stuff that just you know doesn't work today. But I think the dads can hold on to Goodfellas for the rest of their lives because um, it's, it's good shit. They're like, "Yo, we got a good one." <laughs> yeah, they got they. I mean, rightfully so. Goodfellas is a great movie. Um, and I've watched it at least 10 times and, um, yeah, that's a dad movie, no, it's especially hun- dads from like Connecticut or something or, oh no, I would say a hundred percent. I say Godfather two yeah. and Goodfellas is like a quintessential old guy. Right, movie. right. They love them. They fuck. It's, but it's for some reason, I don't know why it's always Godfather two. It's, oh, it's never like Godfather one. It's like, oh man, well, everyone Godfather says two. Godfather two is the Godfather best, two, but man, that's a great one. Uh, I prefer Godfather three. It's the best. My, uh, my uncle is a huge. He's actually huge. He's a huge nerd, and he uh, so always, always, always talks about fucking the old Godzilla movies. Man, he had them all of. He had all of them. <laughs> I, I mean, my friend's dad, our yeah, friend yeah. Chase, his dad has like Godzilla tattoos. Yeah, man. No, this guy was a junkie. I remember that's like another quintessential like old. That's the shit I grew up with, or like yeah, around. I mean, my dad doesn't fuck with Godzilla, but yeah, some some do. I, I remember that. That was always like his uh. And my cousin, he has like, that's all they ever talk about. They talk about Godzilla, like, especially the reboots but, and stuff. I just remember with Goodfellas, my dad just like, yeah, you see that guy? He's based on a real guy. You know, they, you know, he was in the mob, but you know, normally you have to be 100% Italian to be in the mob, but they let him in even though he's Dude, part Irish. And I just remember this lecture. I'm like, oh. Mid-movie. Pauses yeah. it. If 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 the inability of pausing is like, or if you can't, you're going to yeah. talk over the movie. Yeah. Honestly, if I I can't blame him though because if I have a kid, I mean Jesus Christ, poor soul. Yeah, man, you force me to watch shit all the yeah, time. God, I, like, God knows. I treat you like my kid. I'm like Steve. You gotta watch this shit. All right. What are you watching today? Nah, I don't watch that. <laughs> I knock on your door. Can I come in? Hey, hey, hey bud. son. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. <laughs> Want to watch a movie? Harvey, I'm interested to hear your your thoughts on this. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, I think I probably watched them some non-traditional dad movies um, because of, because of your dad specifically, or yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, like I said, this isn't a universal thing. Yeah, but um, they have something in common. Mine are like um, I think uh, one of the first ones I really remember was uh, Blues Brothers. Um, okay, Blue, that's definitely a fucking. That, that's <laughs> definitely. I mean, my my best friend's dad pushed that on me. Not my yeah. dad personally, but well, someone's dad, dad is always dad just like pushing some, that movie on me. Yeah, I had, yeah, I remember I, I had to go to see Blues Brothers two thousand. <laughs> like, that shit was bad, but I do like Blues oh, Brothers. The, oh, the, oh, the new one. <laughs> Dude, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, that shit was bad. He's like, like, get the car, son. Yeah, I don't want to go. Blues Brothers was a lot of fun, though. That's a good pick. uh, Yeah, I love that movie (laughs) to this day. Um, Uh, Yeah, Purple Rain was also up there as well. Uh, That's more my mom. Yeah, Yeah, because she was huge into uh, that scene, like fucking huge. Yeah, Prince was a big deal. Um, yeah, Purple Rain is a, I've seen that movie fucking dozens of times. Um, my mom was actually, I feel like my mom is like definitely, uh, pressured me to watch more movies or at least she's more of a cinephile. Than I think dad. so. 
Uh, my yeah, mom is too, man. She yeah. got me into Blade Runner. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah, she she showed me Blade Runner. She's like, she's my, like, you like this. I feel like my mom hates movies. She's like, ugh. <laughs> but, whereas my, like, she, I don't know. She doesn't have, like, the patience. But my dad is like, showing me so many movies. Yeah. Van Damme movies. <laughs> Bloodsport. Don't get me started on Van Damme, man. Bloodsport's a dad <laughs> Dude, I watched Bloodsport randomly one day. I was like 15. I watched the shit in a hotel room with my dad somewhere. I don't know where, but I was like five years old watching that shit. I was watching shit. this show. I was like, what is this? This is amazing. It's the best thing I ever saw in my life. The choreography. Yeah, Blues Brothers is a good pick. No, that's hands down like the quintessential. There's a scene where they drive through a mall. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, just see all the dads saying it now. Yeah, um, I yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's interesting. Like my uncles as well. Specifically, one uncle used to. I used to watch a lot of fucking uh, like old Chinese martial arts movies with him too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I don't know. He, he is a dad too. I think a lot of dads are into. Yeah, the, the through line here is very male centric, very masculine centric. Yeah. Like, I think it's gonna be different with like if I have a kid, I'm gonna recommend some like drama romance shit. Because I, I watch a lot of movies, and I'm into that. But like the universal, he's like, he's like Dad, I don't want to watch this shit. <laughs> Dad, this shit's gay. Actually, if I have a kid, yeah, I don't like, think that's. I don't think they'll they, say they, that at they all. They won't be saying gay. Yeah, I don't think that's gonna actually gonna happen at all. <laughs> I'll say it, and he'll be like, Dad, you fucking homophobe. That's, you're not <laughs> supposed to say that. <laughs> I'll be like, I'm proud of you, son. No, uh, no, it's definitely gonna be different. I don't, I don't, I don't know if. Uh, <laughs> recommend animate your dude it's so weird this this amazes me because like yeah this generation is yeah because like, like i see uh i was at gamestop and like i i saw like a dad and his son like they clearly play video games together yeah that's like and like thing. our dads don't even know how to turn a, a nintendo super nintendo on <laughs> like they yeah, can't figure that out that's i mean not the, entirely accurate. it's not entirely well, accurate well, but i mean my dad wasn't my experience well my dad it was the funny thing about like technology is like my mom. Uh, I hope my parents don't listen. I hope they don't Fuck mind it. me saying this shit. Flip, my dad has had a flip uh, phone for like ten years. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, for ten years longer than he should have. Weird thing, right? My dad is my dad's older. My mom by quite a bit. He's in his sixties. Growing up, we had computer when when the first like you know Windows ninety five shit hit the market. My dad couldn't even be caught dead punching. One key on that thing, like he just like, what the fuck is that thing? Yeah, he was just like, I don't fuck with it. All this technology, yada yada yada. My mom, however, she was a real estate agent. She could type really fast. She knew how to fucking debug, dial up internet. Like she knew how to work everything very proficiently. And for some reason, the tables have turned, and it's so strange. My mom like can't work a smartphone. She has a flip phone. She has a laptop, but like she could barely like it always like messes up on her. Yeah. Uh, but my dad, he's got a Samsung smart uh, smartphone. He's got a tablet. He Do you think that as as, as we get older, we're just gonna become just more of those my, guys? My tech dad guys. has like GPS apps for his work. <laughs> you don't understand. I can't wait to reach the level of like walking around with the Bluetooth, but like 
like not AirPods, but like legit like Bluetooth. Why like would you this. go back to that? I don't understand. <laughs> no, it's gonna be so sick though. I don't understand why you would go and back. I have, to that. I have like I have a cell phone, I have a cell phone carrier like this, like a leather one. It's not like my dad. Hip. It's not like my mom uses a rotary phone. I don't understand so, what you're getting. At I don't here. know, man. I just see older guys doing it. Things like this, so sick. I can't wait to reach that. You'll point. probably be using something like AirPods though, and they'll be like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" That's like 50 years old. <laughs> like, fuck. I don't even know what they I would s- have. I saw a. Um, I saw a meme that was like millennial dads are proven to not be as good with their hands or something, or not as good building stuff. That's not true at all. I'm great at building. I don't. Things. I don't know. I mean, it's bullshit. But then, like, uh, the the caption under is like, at least we tell our daughters we love them. <laughs> 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 but yeah, the p- parents parenting is weird and different now, and I'm interested to see if it's for the better or worse. I feel like you're just gonna force your kid to watch. Uh I mean, I'm not seeing parenting from me. I don't have a kid. I'm just saying, uh, just picture that lifestyle for you. Oh, if I have a kid, it's going to be nothing but brainwash for sure. But Bruce Springsteen <laughs> and uh, Led's, what do they call freaking Frank Zappa? Just absolute brainwash is going to happen. <laughs> fucking terrible. I think that's probably the the average parenting job. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, it's just, I think a lot of parents don't stop and smell the roses sometimes and realize that like. You know, raising your kids pretty fucking important. <laughs> like, I, I like, I like how this has become like a, a, like a parent a podcast therapy, and like none of us have fucking kids. Yeah, it's but great. like I don't know. You can see people getting lost in it, and just like I saw like people at the mall the other day, just like their kid was being an animal, and they were just like they're just burnt out, and like, and they're they're they've given up. And I'm just like, you guys gotta figure this out you gotta like i don't know google it google what you should do i don't know you have eyes glazed over dude they're just like fuck it let them i'm like you guys got he's gonna grow up with problems just anthropus man just anthropus that's if that's an old louis ck rest in peace rest in peace (laughs) rest in peace louis ck (laughs) fucked up man you fucked up bad oh Hey, I'll admit it. I listened to his leak stand-up. How was it? Thought it was hilarious. I bet you did. You fucking Nazi. Dude, was it, it, was it like a leak? <laughs> was it leaked like video set or was it just audio? Audio. It's so worth it though. You Someone like it. recorded it yeah. without him knowing. Like it? full hour set at like the, on, on his iPhone or like his. No, or is you it like, can't. Yeah, I mean, he's played at. The, he did it at the comedy show. You can't tell people they're not allowed to bring their phones in. That's crazy. Yeah. And Louis C.K. is not like he's not recording for Netflix, obviously. It's so. <laughs> yeah. not so, recording for anyone anymore. Uh, was there any laughs? It was the whole. It was literally just like everyone loved him. I mean, oh really? Standing ovation, like yeah. I mean, people still like him. Right? It's like yeah. There's like a a subdivision of our culture that's you know against him, but at the end of the day, I think he's a very proficient comedian. He he still made me laugh, and the joke that he got in trouble for made me laugh and i don't know what that says about me but he got we'll talk about it off air we don't have to say it here no it's just about the parkland survivors and stuff oh he was just like these these kids these days what you're they're testifying to congress what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and people thought he was like demeaning them i i think people were just bad at context the whole oh. joke to me seemed like he was highlighting how much more able and and forward thinking the, today's youth was i got that from the joke maybe i'm crazier no no i got the same i the i, I see where he was going with it it's not too he far was trying reach. to compare that because we, because when, when we were kids you, yeah, yeah exactly but when we were really what he's saying when we were kids we were just a bunch of fucking idiots yeah. like i don't 
get why people don't use context. Uh, I mean, it just it's uh, we live in a society, outrage culture, and I mean, uh, I get it. It's a joke that about something that hits home to people, and it's something you shouldn't joke about. But comedy is not a safe place, man. Oh uh, yeah, the, I uh, grew up like listening to Doug Stanhope. He's an absolute savage. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's, Doug Stanhope is so bad that he will not perform Ma- in New York City. Imagine, I feel like this is a conversation off off the podcast. Yeah, imagine, yeah, we're, we're yeah. yeah but imagine living in a society where we just couldn't joke. But oh, we could joke, but they have to be the most safest fucking jokes in the world, dude. God, isn't that a uh, Ricky Gervais movie? Probably, probably. Oh no, fucking no. love oh, Ricky, no, Ricky Gervais. That's is the invention like, of lying. Oh, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, Ricky Gervais is fucking great at just like just poking, fucking just he loves poking the fucking bear. He just jabs at it. It's great. Right. I mean, that's what comedy has always done, so I don't... I don't it's know. so funny, because if you actually listen to, like, early we're episodes... We're off topic now. Yeah, we're off topic. I mean, Real top. quick, but The Office, right? If you listen to, like, early scenes of The Office, or if you actually look at Michael as a character, he's a horrible human being. He's really bad. Yeah. He's like, he just says super offensive shit. And he's like, but everyone's just like, oh, but he's just like, but he's so charming. And then, like, it's like this weird, I don't understand, like, where's the I line? Mean, the whole Always Sunny cast is just, like... They're the horrible. Worst. Yeah, they're but horrible. But that's on people. purpose. Yeah. All this stuff is like on... It's, I don't know. I just don't know where the line's drawn anymore. It's just very well, interesting. This seems like... A very, perfect way to end. Yeah, but it's also very apropos to to dads. I feel like we're what we just had was a dad conversation. Like, yeah, these days you can't say nothing these people. <laughs> we're just old. <laughs> and, we're, uh, we're dads right now. Yeah, I think we just all reached... So uh, make sure you wish us a happy Father's Day on Instagram. <laughs> Where I do the right film underscore podcast. And uh, we're also up. on Facebook and, and Twitter and YouTube as well. You can check out our new video. Um, uh, someone someone hit me up about, I didn't, I, because I knew, you, I knew you were editing the video, but I didn't know it was up yet, up online. What, what, what were they asking for the, the? Well, no, they were just like, someone's just was like, oh, I need to watch the movies they recommended. I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, you didn't know that we dropped the video. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. So I was just it's like, a stealth drop. Yeah, it was like very much out of, it was like very lost. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, and then it hit me. I'm but like, oh, but that's up on YouTube. Um, you can also watch it on Facebook. I uploaded it directly to Facebook so you don't have to click off. Uh, and th- yeah, so check that out. If you're friends with me on Facebook, I've shared it as well. You can find it that way. Uh, any last words? Oh no, man! No, no. life is great right now. Yeah. Oh, we didn't Ooh. play the game. We didn't play the game. I forgot about the game. Holy shit! It is an important part of the all right. The show. Yeah, but but uh, what I said earlier still stands. Uh, make sure you check those those places out. But we do have to play this game real quick. Uh, it's called Get Wrecked. Get Wrecked. Da- some dad thought of that name. Um. I think you are just a dad. All right, so let's roll here. I'm going to roll. Fuck it. We're going to see who rolls the lowest number. The person who high, rolls the highest number. Oh, you got a two. Gets to assign. It's not great. The person who rolled a movie. I got a two. <sighs> a, nine. a nine. And a two. Ooh, a roll off. All right. Steve, this could be your unlucky day. Another two. Dude. All right, you're fucked. Give me that dice. Come on, lucky number one. A six. Wow, Steve, you fucking Steve's lost. He's going to watch a movie. Star's born. No, he won't do that. Why? Because he knows you're already watching it? Because you showed him on your laptop? No, that's not it at all, actually. Okay. I'll show him something else. 
Show me. I'm not showing shit. Talking shit over there. I don't understand why. I'm showing. I'm showing girls on Instagram. Maybe a single single thing. Great, great song. Steve, I got one for you. What? I know you're a fan of science fiction films. Yeah, I'm a nerd. Uh, There's a little movie called The Abyss. It was uh, Jamie Jamie C. Yeah, James Cameron. Uh, came out in '89. This is uh, is he problematic? I felt like problematic. Was, yeah, I've, I heard there was. Is there news that came out? Is it, did anything? No, I don't no. give a shit. Uh, That's it, your word for problematic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the word everyone uses now. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? But the abyss is great. It came out in '89. Has some beautiful visual effects, and um, it was shot pretty much entirely underwater. Was um, the aliens? Yeah. No. It doesn't involve aliens. Well, it depends. It depends on the perspective. Which, which version I see? I heard there's two different versions. Well, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll tell you which one to watch. Um, but yeah, I suppose no, no, not even that. It just no. Depends. Don't tell me because I want to be surprised. Yeah. Um. Like I said, it does pretty much take place underwater, and uh, there's some pretty impressive filmmaking, I think. And um, I, I love this movie actually. Um. It's a very, very immersive movie too, and I'm excited for you. Hmm. You get, you get to watch it for the first time. Yeah, I'm pumped. I might rewatch it again too. I just saw it like a month ago. <laughs> wow. I I mean, yeah, I watch this movie all the time. So, damn, it's great. <clears throat> Maybe next time I can get a horror movie. I think it's better this way. Maybe Never. next time you will. Yeah, no, I haven't watched a horror movie in a while. I want to be scared. You might be a little scared during this. All right, cool. Guaranteed. All right, cool. All right, so The Abyss next week from Steve, and maybe Toy Story. Probably not Child's Play from me. (laughs) Uh, But Harvey will go see that shit for you. Probably. Aubrey Plaza's in it, too, so, you you know. He has to see it. He got you covered. That's almost a selling point for me. I got to pay tribute. Yeah, that's a high selling point, but I just don't know if it's enough to get me off the video games. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, I think we'll uh, we'll see you guys next week. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, I think we're missing something here, though, Steve. <coughs> Is it a catchphrase? Oreos in his mouth. <laughs> Mega stuff, baby. Yeah.